This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Tech Talk. We're going to be talking a little bit more about cybersecurity today in our second of a two-parter. Um, I have on the phone with me, who? Um, who do I have first? Uh, let's have uh, Keen. Could you introduce yourself, please? Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Keen. Um, I'm the group CEO of BridgeNet Solutions. Good morning, everyone. And what do you do over at BridgeNet uh, Solutions, Keen? What do uh, BridgeNet do? We are, we are the ICT company and we are specializing in cybersecurity and we always, uh, we have been in the market for the past uh, 18 years. Wonderful. I also have on the phone with me the Chief Operations Officer and Chief Enterprise Business Officer over at Cellcom Asiata Burhat. It is... Hi, uh, my name is Afis. Hello everyone. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you Richard and also Keen. Uh, pleasure to be here today. Wonderful. Thank you very much uh, for, uh, to both of you for taking the time out of your morning so far. I understand you're both busy, so I won't keep you too long. I'll get straight to the point. Now, in terms of cybersecurity here in Malaysia, just how at risk do you think Malaysian businesses are compared to other countries within the region? Uh, Keen, let's start with you first. Now, um, I, I think in, uh, in terms of the cybersecurity um, in, in Malaysia, so, so we have um, a couple of the, uh, the common cybersecurity risks in Malaysia. So I, I think we, we start off with the, the most common one, which is the phishing scam, which mm -hmm. if you're exploiting the vulnerability of the employees working from home, and also in the meantime, we're capitalizing on people's fear on interest, email topic and attachment. Now, the mm. phishing email could be from your CEO or even HR of, of your company. The second part will, will be the, uh, the targeted ransomware. Mm. So as, especially in the organization engaged with the software of their daily activities. And uh, let's say, for example, uh, the, the most common one, the WannaCry attack on the National Health Services Hospital in England, Scotland, which it will yeah. corrupted more than 70,000 of medical devices. Now, this, uh, generally, this uh, ransomware asks to threaten up to publish the victim's data unless a ransom is being paid. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I will give another example, which is happened last year, May, and a computer manufacturer, Acer, was attacked by the rebel hackers group. Now, this particular group is responsible for an attack on, on the London foreign exchange firm, which, which is called Travelax. Now, a total about a 50 million ransom stood out as the largest known to date. Now, rebel oh, wow. hackers, yeah, so, so I mean, yeah, this is quite huge uh, in, in, in terms of the, the ransomware uh, amount. Now, mm. uh, this, particular, this particular rebel hackers, they exploit a vulnerability in the Microsoft Exchange server to get access to, to Acer files and leak images of sensitive financial documents and spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. I, I think lastly, the most common one is the, uh, uh, the smartphone. Now, smartphone also one of the newest targeted for cybersecurity attack. Now, I think one of the reasons for the spike in this uh, cyber attack is because not, nowadays, small and medium-sized pieces, they adopt or uh, bring their own devices. I mean, in short, we call it BYOD. And yeah, this yeah. means to, which it means that employee can now access to their personal devices 
especially on the phones, tablets, laptop, to access the corporate information. Mm-hmm. Now, according to analysts, these uh, cybersecurity trends provide a considerable increase of 50% of mobile banking malware or attacks in 2019. Now, making our handheld devices a potential prospect for hackers. Now, all our photos, financial transactions, emails, and messengers process more threat to individual. Now, I can mm. really foresee that you know, smartphone viruses or malware may capture the attention of cybersecurity trends in 2022. Okay, so that's something we're going to look at uh, for sure a little bit later on. Afiz, um, can I just pick up with you? And, and um, Keen has just highlighted there, obviously, some of the cybersecurity issues that we're specifically at risk from. Um, in, in terms of our positioning within Southeast Asia, do you think Malaysian businesses are, are more at risk uh, than other countries within the region of these attacks? Uh, Richard, thanks for the question and uh, thanks, Keen, for, for some of the explanation just now. Um, you, when you look at uh, today, um, really the pandemic has changed the way we live today, um, the way we work, the way we play, um, the way we look at our daily activities have changed drastically. Um, as, uh, and what has happened is that uh, because of the pandemic, um, organization has embarked on a digital journey, digital transformation at a much faster pace. As a result of that, uh, cybersecurity becomes a growing concern because it comes hand in hand. Uh, connectivity, um, digitalization, and cybersecurity comes hand in hand. Um, what we saw is that a report by CSM, Cybersecurity Malaysia, uh, there's an average of about 29 daily cases. Um, uh, that's about almost 11,000 cases uh, throughout last year. And that's an average of seven ransomware cases. Uh, reported for 2021 um, per month. Uh, that was an increase of about five cases uh, from 2020. So we see a rapid increase. And these are all Malaysian numbers uh, when you look at these numbers. And that's that's a number that, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people are asking whether these numbers are alarming uh, or these numbers have uh, um, that we need to be concerned of. If it hits you, of course, it becomes a major concern for you. When you look it from the outside, it's not bothering you. You say that, okay, this these are just numbers that uh, I don't need to be uh, worried about. But when you look at an SMB, um, we note that some SMB, when they get hit, it costs them an average of about 2 million ringgit. 6% of those SMB came back um, and said that it cost them about north of 4 million ringgit. So it does impact you and it impacts you uh, from a financial point of view and it can cripple you as an organization. So these are numbers that uh, we need to be concerned of. And when you ask us how do we stack against uh, uh, Southeast Asian numbers, these numbers fluctuate. Uh, Richard, we, we can't say we're better off than the other party or uh, other people are worse off than us. But what we need to do, what we need to do is based on what Kim mentioned earlier, is that we really need to look at whether we are vulnerable, um, where, whether we are prone to being attacked, um, and how ready we are as our business become more uh, dependent on digitalization. So we really need to be uh, checking on our vulnerability. Which is something really interesting. I mean, you mentioned it just in the beginning of your answer to your question there about how we are moving you know, much faster towards digitization. You know, things have been really, really wrapped up over the last couple of years in particular. Now, um, 
With that in mind, what, in your opinion, would be the weak link in any company when it comes to cybersecurity? We often hear that it's human error. It's people that cause the problems. Is that always the case, Okin? Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to me, the weakest link is the lack of the, uh, the visibility and the proactively um, identification of threats. Now, there's two areas of vector that uh, we should not be neglected. So I think the first one, uh, we are talking about the endpoint security, where, whereby you user always install uncertified application and free malware, uh, web access to inappropriate uh, website. Now, this is the first vector. I mean, the second vector is the, the digital engagement channel, like such as email, inappropriate website access, unknown file downloads. Now, I mean, to, to me, last but not the least is the, the cybersecurity awareness should for you, for employer is highly important beside technology, especially in the email phishing and or malware. I've got one question before we, we, we take a, uh, a break, actually, uh, here. And this might be interesting to people listening at home, obviously. Um, Cellcom are a, um, a telco company. Tell me about the Cellcom strategy on cybersecurity, Afis, and how the acquisition of, of BridgeNet can add value. Um, you know, uh, Cellcom, we've been around uh, for 33 years. Uh, we, we are a, a mobile uh, company uh, uh, to begin with. Um, as we move and transform ourselves into a digital organization, it's important that we keep ourselves uh, um, moving forward. And one of the things that we know is that as, as uh, organization move to digitalization, uh, we need to also be responsible as to say, what are the threats as we go into digitalization? One of it is obviously cybersecurity. And with that in mind, we say that, you know, we need to um, address the gap in the market. So one of the things that we did was that we said we need to look for an organization that, that can help us address this gap. And uh, lo and behold, uh, we got together with Keen and Gang and uh, we, we got through an acquisition of BridgeNet to provide this uh, overall, uh, um, so that we can provide a end-to-end -end support uh, with regards to cybersecurity, right from vulnerability checking all the way to what Keen mentioned, end, endpoint uh, testing. So this, this will give us a full array of cybersecurity uh, um, consultancy services, as well as uh, safeguard uh, our, our customers and also our future customers. This is what we're trying. Excellent. Uh, let's take a short break here, gentlemen. Folks, I'm on the line with Keen. Uh, he is the uh, group CEO over at BridgeNet, and I've also got Afiz. He's the Chief Operations Officer and Chief Enterprise Business Officer over at Cellcom. You're tuned into Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, the business station with me, Rich Bradbury. Be free, Malaysians. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. Welcome back to Tech Talk. Uh, we are talking about cybersecurity, of course. On the phone, I have Afiz. He's the Chief Operations Officer and Chief Enterprise Business Officer over at Cellcom. I also have Keen Leong. He's the Group CEO over at BridgeNet. Um, we started off with a um, discussion about some of the threats that we have here uh, in Malaysia and how we kind of 
uh, are positioned in terms of our vulnerability here um, in, in Southeast Asia too. Uh, I want to move on a little bit though and, and talk a, about this partnership and how does a company like Cellcom Business and BridgeNet, how do you guys monitor for client safety and what solutions are you offering? Sure, I'll, 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 take, I'll take that question. Uh, thanks, Richard, for the question. Um, you know, what, what, what has happened in the background, uh, Richard, is that uh, Cellcom has also partnered uh, with uh, Telefonica, uh, Telefonica Tech, and uh, for cyber threat intelligence services. And this is uh, advanced monitoring capability, especially around the deep and dark web, uh, together with a very specialized feed on uh, cyber intelligence. Uh, we collaborate with leading providers globally, and we offer 24 by 7 uh, services uh, uh, issue notification, which is very important that we need to uh, sort of uh, look at what are the threats that's happening globally. So with that, what we really offer from a solution point of view is that we offer, number one is uh, vulnerability risk assessment uh, management. Uh, we look at cyber risk rating. Uh, we also look at digital risk protection. And last but not least, we also look at the cyber, cyber guard for the device. Um, what we also did um, by uh, our acquisition of uh, BridgeNet is that we are able to also provide local support on managed services and offer additional cybersecurity uh, solution to, to complement uh, our threat intelligence services that we also get from our partner Telefonica. So what we're really offering to a, uh, our customers out there is end-to-end -end, uh, cybersecurity support. And how difficult is it to keep up with the, the changing technology within the cybersecurity uh, sphere? It changes all the time. How do you maintain that you're at the forefront of research and technology? And this, this is why, uh, um, Richard, uh, this, this question is a, is a very, very good question. You know, as a, as a technology company, um, we're always keeping ourselves up to date with technology and research in terms of uh, 5G, IoT, cybersecurity and cloud. Number one, uh, we work very, very closely with our global partners. Um, we have a very, very, uh, uh, we have tier one global partners uh, with regards to our services provider. Um, then what we did was that we also partner with technology companies like Telefonica Tech uh, that has more than a decade of uh, security experience. And remember, cybersecurity is very new. And, you know, someone with a decade of cybersecurity experience, you can imagine that's, that's, in cybersecurity talk, that's a very, very long time. And with the acquisition of uh, BridgeNet, uh, that complements our overall uh, experience. So again, partner with a top tier uh, uh, global partners. Our, our vendors are all top tier um, uh, global vendors. Uh, we partner with, uh, with uh, Telefonica Tech and our acquisition with BridgeNet uh, provides us that in-depth knowledge around cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So covered globally and locally. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, um, Keen, I want to ask you a question. Um, let's say, for example, um, a client finds out they've been a, a victim of a cybersecurity breach or an attack. What's generally the procedure to ensure that the, the damage is as minimal as possible and can't be repeated in the future? Can you give me an example? Sure, uh, Richard, I'm glad that you asked this uh, question. Now, usually the customer need to find out the root cause of the cyber breach or attack, and then they need to fix and tighten the current security system. Now, on the same time, the customer can also minimize the future attack with a following few uh, simple suggestions that, uh, that I suggest. Now, but definitely different security should be implemented depends on the organization environment. Now, the first one, we I think the first one and the most priority one is we have to maintain the security hygiene. We have to make sure 
We have the up-to-date security patches are maintained across all systems and software. And we need to apply strong network segmentization and firewall policy to safeguard and contain the infection from propagating across the entire network. I think the second one will be the privilege management. Always keep a minimum privilege to users, software, and operating system. And recommended do not provide any admin right on users' PC. Now, the third one will be the adopting uh, zero trust approach. I think this is the best uh, defense uh, internal and external user to bring any malware to organization. But anyway, with the right technology, should be able to eliminate and pre prevent such attack without disrupting the business. Now, uh, we also have to consider to raise the awareness for the internal to all employees of roles, of their roles to protect organization, especially from a phishing attack. Now, the, the, the fifth one, uh, this is the most, uh, uh, this is the one that I love the most is enforce of strong uh, password policy and always keep changing your password frequently and also retire your, your unused application system to avoid vulnerability from a system that are no support and without security patches update and lastly i think uh, organizations should look at the uh, to set up the dedicated cyber breach response team to deal with the daily threat or Organizations also can outsource to a managed cybersecurity service company like Richner and Cellcom Business to keep threat intelligently up to date to proactively stop the threat. I mean, we, we, we can help you to monitor your network and resolve the, the attack uh, as soon as possible and as quickly as possible if needed. I think I need somebody to regularly tell me to change my passport uh, password. That's what I need, like a, a slap yeah, on the wrist. It's something I'm very guilty of. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I mean, Thanks, uh, yeah, I mean, you have to uh, enforce your password policy and always change your password frequently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Afiz, I want to go back to you now. How do the, the services that Cellcom Business offer, uh, how, do, how do they differ from competitor products? What, what do you think sets you apart? Is it because you have top-tier vendors overseas and local vendors, or is it something else? Um, for sure. Um, one of it is that we have top-tier um, uh, vendors overseas. We have local support. Um, but one uh, one that we really have done is that what we've done is that we stitch up everything so that we become a one-stop uh, digital solutions provider, end-to-end -end support. Uh, and that gives you that range and flexibility that you want. Again, to, to, to your point and Richard's point earlier, you know, when, when you have organizations out there and you know at the speed and velocity of change in cybersecurity. Uh, so an organization would not be able to invest as much as they want in-house. In, in, in so why not? What you do is that you provide it to us so that we can help you. Because that allows us to have scale, because we have scale, and allows us to have all the uh, uh, know-how and knowledge to support you so that you can focus on your business instead of you trying to build cybersecurity capabilities internally. So why would you want to do that uh, when you have an organization like Cellcom and BridgeNet to support you? And uh, we've and, and we been doing it uh, for, for a couple of years now, and that allows us to give you, uh, you know, really a, a top-rate uh, support and services. And you focus on your business, and we focus on protecting your business. Okay, well, let's just wrap up with um, a couple of questions, kind of technical questions then. Uh, talk to me a little bit about digital risk protection, DRP, and why you think that's uh, essential to every business, Afis. 
Um, thanks, Richard, for the question. Uh, DRP is a holistic approach uh, to monitor and identify threats against a digital asset. Um, it's um, using tools and expertise to monitor your data sources uh, for threats to the uh, organization digital footprint, uh, which is very important. Yeah. Um, what uh, DRP does is uh, you develop a strategy to monitor and protect the organization digital footprint, uh, including the brand and reputation of your organization. Uh, the services um, extends to us um, looking at the threats and requires uh, the remedi uh, remediation or uh, recovery of it, right? So with DRP, enterprise can be sure of the following that we monitor closely. Number one is identify all exposed assets. This is very important, yeah? Identify all assets that are exposed uh, to potential unauthorized access. Um, so sometimes we have assets out there that uh, we may not know because we keep on building our our um, IT infrastructure, our network infrastructure, and we didn't realize of the assets that we have out there. So that's very important. Next, look at the data leaks. Do we have any data leakage? Uh, in the earlier part of the uh, segment, uh, Kin uh, spoke about organization that had data leakages. So it's very important that we look at what are the data leakages. Then we keep risk and threat models updated. This is very, very important. That's why you need partners that have models out there that are keep on being refreshed so that we know the uh, the way that threats are coming in. We know the way that people are attacking the organization and we can model it differently so that we have the uh, risk and threat models uh, updated. Last but not least, secure all assets. Secure all access, right? You need to make sure that you know your assets and you secure the access to all the exposed resources that you have. Um, you know, there's also, you know, VRM as well, vulnerability risk management. And how does DRP differ from VRM? So DRP and VRM have different targets, right? DRP monitors and protects the organization brand and reputation. Yeah. Uh, whereby uh, VRM in a complementary way helps deal with risks associated with the high numbers of vulnerabilities. Got it. Because you, you do overload your security team nowadays. Because uh, attacks are coming in, like I said in the earlier part of the segment, you know, you can look at an uh, attack like what, six, seven attacks per day mm -hmm. coming in. And, and I know organizations that have even um, north of 100 attacks per day, depending on the size of the organization. Mm -hmm. VRM, uh, what it does is that it looks at complete visibility of vulnerability. So you look at your end-to-end -end, uh, um, real estate and you look at where are your weak points. Then you put in corrective and preventive measure. This is important, right? Not only that you need to know that you're vulnerable, you need to make sure that you correct and prevent, put in corrective and preventive measures. Then you look at uh, a faster detection of security threats. So as a, as a threat comes in, you'll be able to identify it very quickly. What you don't want is that you're having an advanced persistent threat and people are just attacking you, but you don't even know that you're being attacked. Right. So you need to do that. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, of course, you need to put in a um, vulnerability life cycle to look at the end-to-end -end life cycle because you keep on adding. You keep on adding equipment. You keep on adding uh, new resources. You keep on adding new employees. So your your footprint, your real estate keep on growing. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand that as you build your ecosystem, you need to look at management of these uh, vulnerabilities end-to-end. -end. So that's very, very important. So DRP and VRM, it comes hand in hand in hand, and you should do both. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you shouldn't do one or the other. Mm -hmm. You should do both. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much for that, Afiz. Okay. Um, we're almost at the end of the interview. Gentlemen, do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up here? Afiz? First and foremost, uh, Richard, thank you for this uh, session. And uh, Keen, uh, thank you for, for, for your input. Um, I think uh, cybersecurity is an important topic. Uh, it's really an important topic. And I, I do uh, uh, advise uh, businesses out there um, you know, to, to take on the uh, vulnerability assessment uh, look um, at how you can safeguard your business. Uh, look at your weakest link. Uh, where are your points of weakness uh, to make sure that uh, you can safeguard your business? Uh, we are here um, to help you, um, if you if you wish. Uh, but with or without us, this is something that you need to do, and you need to do quickly, uh, so that you can protect your business, so that you can also provide your services uh, to your end customer. But again, once again, Cellcom and BridgeNet uh, is happy to, to be part of your journey to, to protect your, your business further. Thank you very much. Thank you, Afiz. Keen, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, before we go, I, I think the final thoughts that, that I have is that, you know, now, now they just, uh, for cyber attack, let's not look at how, how much we pay to, uh, to, to the ransomware or, or the hackers. Because uh, money is no longer can uh, can uh, help you out on your your next uh, target. Instead, we have to look at that. Uh, it will cause a disruption to your business. I mean, one one day, you know, uh, it's not only how how much you're gonna pay. You you have to look at you. It will cost your entire business. So regardless, you are a, a, a small medium enterprise uh, enterprise or even uh, manufacturers or even banking, you have to really look at. Your, your vulnerability inside your system. That's great. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you, Richard. My pleasure. It's time for us to wrap up here on uh, Tech Talk. Of course, I have been on the phone with Keen Leong. He's the group CEO of BridgeNet and Afis Abdullah, the Chief Operations Officer and Chief Enterprise Business Officer over at Cellcom. Thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. If you did miss any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast a little bit later on uh, at your leisure. I recommend using the BFM app. It's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. My name is Rich Bradbury for Tech Talk here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.